I don't know. I have a good feeling about this. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Craig. How's it going? It's going. I got a notification today that my glasses are in. Oh, and do they look like mine or not? No idea. I I didn't pick <laughs> them up. <laughs> and you'll not know what they look like until you put them on because of the nature of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hopefully in front of a mirror or it's all for naught. <laughs> all right. So today's Star Wars movie of choice Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, released in 2005, written and directed by George Lucas once again. So what do we have Lego-wise, or again, have we worked our way past Lego? We're way past Legos now. <laughs> I I think we have, actually. I'm sad to say, I don't think any movie going forward I have very many Lego sets from, but... I don't think I remember any specific scene about this movie. Uh, before we get too deep into this one, I gotta say, I have a few bits, but overall, there's just not a lot of funny in this movie. It is very <laughs> serious. Yeah, it's a dark one. Um, it's the first Star Wars movie to be rated PG-13. Oh! So you know it's dark. <laughs> I had no idea that the other ones weren't PG-13. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The other ones were PG. Um, uh, original trilogies all PG. Of course, PG could have a lot more back in the seventies. So I mean, those would all likely be PG thirteen now. I would guess. Yeah. Just based on, like, Especially violence. with like crispy Baru. No. But drip. Gross. So, yeah, man, I just, you know, I know our fans have held us to a certain caliber of humor, and <laughs> I'm just worried I'll disappoint. <laughs> all, all two of them. One here, uh, or, or sorry, not two. Uh, there's two mothers, um, <laughs> and then uh, a guy in Germany. Yeah. Oh, so all three of them. <laughs> I just don't want him to be ubersat. <laughs> Uh, but man, I mean, there's, there's plenty of good stuff to discuss within this movie, right? I don't know. I guess I just wanted to qualify some of my thoughts. <laughs> Fair. We'll see. We'll see what we can make light of amongst all the murder and revenging. And, <laughs> and boy, is there a lot of both. Because <laughs> I'm getting revenge. You're getting revenge. And you're. Um, I'm just undecided. <laughs> Why is Droid sick? That's that's my notes. Why is Droid sick? <laughs> Are you talking about Grievous? Yes. <laughs> At least I knew who you're talking about. Why is Droid sick? Yeah, why why is he sick and why is he a general? <coughs> What's going on with him? There's been several iterations, I think, now of why Grievous is like that. I don't know which one is the current canonical answer to it. Um, uh, at the time, the canonical answer to it was the Star Wars Clone Wars miniseries that had come out in between episode two and episode three mm -hmm. that was done by the guy that did um, the Samurai Jack cartoon. Okay. And what happens is Grievous in a fight with someone, I think it's Mace Windu, Mace Windu like crushes his lungs with the force or like his, his breathing apparatus. And so by the time we get into Revenge of the Sith, 
the coughing thing is actually a fairly recent happening. Cause oh. yeah. Cause like the, that cartoon ended with the opening shot of this movie. He's, he's not a droid though. He's not a droid. He's what did a, he start out as? Uh, a, a critter of some sort. <laughs> some kind of like a humanoid-esque alien thing. And I think the more recent answers, I don't know if this is the extended universe stuff or not, is that he's somebody that wanted so badly to use the Force, but he couldn't, and so he wanted to be a Jedi or a Sith or something, and so he he just kept amputating parts of his body to become a machine that was able to use lightsabers and okay so he does have droid parts yeah and i think he's also some level of foreshadowing for vader Um, he's more machine than man now he's more machine now than man more machine now than man (laughs) more man than he ever was (laughs) (laughs) obi-wan and Anakin board this ship to save Senator Palpatine, who's been captured by General Grievous. Count Dooku makes some comment about them not being able to take him on, and Anakin says, My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Dooku says, Good. Twice the pride, double the fall. <laughs> I don't know. I think Dooku's pride to fall ratio is off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, and based on gravity, like, he can only fall so much anyways. It's, yeah. not, it's not like because he's prideful, it's going to push him further down. <laughs> yes, science! The only thing that I think could maybe make that statement make sense and also be some, you know, some high-level give and take, I don't know, uh, is that uh, he's saying that Anakin is so prideful that he's going to be able to take down Anakin and Obi-Wan. Senator Organa. He was in, was he in episode two as well? Yeah, I think he is in two when they're talking at the Senate. I noticed that last name, right? So I imagined like somehow he was going to get involved uh, with Padme or Anakin somehow. I just didn't know, you know, how it would come to pass by no Leia Organa and I don't know. I thought he was going to betray them somehow because the only roles I've ever seen that guy play are bad guys. <laughs> Jimmy Smiths? Yeah, he played a pretty serious bad guy in the TV show Dexter. I'll do what I want, when I want, to whomever I want. Count on it! Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember that. Anyway, I was just, I thought he was going to be a bad guy. Like, steal the kids or something. I don't know. <laughs> He's nice. <laughs> so there's a line about uh, midi-chlorians. And I wrote, I wrote down a note here. I said, well, there's the reason, or at least attempt at a reason why midichlorians are not really mentioned outside of these movies. Apparently Jedi don't like talking about them because Darth Plagueis, I guess he was homies with midichlorians. I don't know who Darth Plagueis is. I guess it's more Star Wars lore that we're just not going to be afforded. Maybe. <laughs> no, I mean, he pretty well tells the, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the wise. He, was able to use the midichlorians to keep the ones he cared about from dying. There's a novel, I think, that it is the tale of Darth Plagueis because Palpatine was his apprentice. And the story that he's telling here is actually his rise to defeating Plagueis and, and stuff. When I was viewing this, I I didn't take that as a full 
story. Like I even wrote in parentheses, at least it's an attempt at, <laughs> at a reason. Um, like, I, I don't know. I would want like, as he's telling the story, a cutaway to like some 2d cartoons, you know, acting it out, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it would have been a cool thing for like, cause they're at space opera or something. <laughs> There's like what looked to be like, sperm and eggs floating around behind them that's what they're watching and there's like opera singing it would have been kind of neat if him telling the story then like kind of brought that to life showing it like yeah but then i I don't know if maybe the concern would have been like everybody else is seeing that too or whatever yeah i definitely seeing would have been more interesting but yeah they told us (laughs) they they told us and then they sold more books and movies and additional stuff to to fill in the blanks, which is a problem we're going to run into a lot once we get to these sequel movies. My next note is more General Grievous because I still thought he was only a droid because nothing so far has told me that he's not a droid. Yeah, I had lots of notes around him being a <laughs> Just droid, around him being a droid, so... <laughs> and this, how it didn't make sense. This whole episode's a throwaway now because of all the notes you wrote trying to figure out Grievous, but squarely on the fact that you thought he was a droid. <laughs> it's true. Ooh, I got a question for you. Do we think that Emperor Palpatine put the dreams of Padme dying in Anakin's head? Mm. That's an interesting thought, yeah. I was going to get into this at some point that this whole Anakin seeing Padme dying thing, um, it ends up being very like Oedipal, like not in the sense of like Anakin and his mom, you know, not that sense, but like, uh, Oedipus, you know, he does everything he can to end the prophecy of, of stuff. And then he, you know, ends up inevitably just causing it all within Oedipus. Mm. So Anakin does the same thing. He he gives into the dark side and then ends up causing Padme dying in his own way. So it's a kind of got its Greek tragedy sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that, that, that's a good tie-in to the Greek story because when I saw it, you know, I was just like, come on, man. Obviously, if you keep doing these things, you're, she's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the classical uh, storytelling of that. That's, that's nice. Self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> Good job, Yoda. Thanks, Yoda. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sucks because, like, he's having those visions and stuff. He goes to talk to Yoda and at the Jedi Council. He, he beats around the bush trying to ask Yoda the questions instead of just outright asking because he doesn't want to admit that he's been having his love yeah. affair thing off. So he doesn't end up actually getting any help he's not honest about having feelings and stuff and yoda's just like well you know what's a path to the dark side feeling anything so maybe just cut it out <laughs> like yoda doesn't give any actual advice that would be of any benefit so yeah i mean you could you could uh, argue that some of that is on anakin for not being direct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so this kind of leads into a there's no like one particular reason that anakin turns into Darth Vader. You know, the failings of his teachers obviously is a big thing because the Jedi way is so garbage. He has the palpy whispering in his ear, which is not helping either. So just bad role models all around anywhere he looks for 
some level of guidance. He does, he doesn't get it. He gets Palpatine really pushing his own thing. And then the Jedi just being oblivious to actually helping him. He also has that kind of lust for power. Like he wants to be the best at everything. So there's no like one particular fatal flaw to Anakin that leads him to the dark side, but uh, several things kind of building on top of each other that end up being well, one straw too many that kind of <laughs> break him down. That's something I, I, I think pretty overlooked. I feel like a lot of people are just like, ah, it's all so rushed and blah, blah, blah. No, it's like, I feel like there's a lot of cards lined up ahead of time before. Yeah. You know, when you lay it out, like you just did, that really does help me have some context for why he flips, why that, that light switch flips. Cause I actually wrote down one of, one of my notes coming up here was what happens that Anakin is totally brainwashed. And so I don't think that what you just said necessarily covers like the total brainwashing, you know, like he's totally fine with uh, Senator Palpatine killing Mace Windu and he's ready to go do some dirty work. Um, so I, I don't, I still don't quite get, get that, but all the things leading up to why he would be more um, susceptible to to that. Uh, yeah, just laying them out just like you did. That's like, oh, oh, okay. I can, well, I can start to see it. Let me, let me hit you with one more thing here because the moment that you just mentioned about Mace Windu, he kills Mace Windu. Right before that is a part where Mace Windu parallels something that happens at the very beginning of the movie in that scene you were talking about with Dooku. Anakin... His head, Palpatine says, He was too dangerous to be kept alive. The exact same line is used by Mace Windu talking to Palpatine. He says, He's too dangerous to be left alive. And Anakin can see it in his face. He's like, Wait a minute. So the good guy and the bad guy are saying the exact same thing. So Jedi, Sith, there's there's no difference. So why wouldn't he go the route of the person willing to actually help him being an emotional person and having feelings for someone instead of being told, no, you can't have feelings for them. Wow. Dude, I, I just got like a little bit of chills. <laughs> that, that's, that's such a good point. Wow. Not see, now I want to watch this movie again. Um, I feel like there's so there's minutia to this one that is just completely overlooked because people want to hate these movies so often. I, I don't know. I There's little things like that that I really I feel like have gone unappreciated. So, yeah, that's uh, that's such a good point. And, you know, you were saying how in the first trilogy that, you know, part of the struggle with Luke is that you have the, the Sith and the Jedi telling him like what he has to do and what he who he will be. And so the parallel with just Anakin being told what he can't do and who he has to be. It's still very similar things, but I don't know. Maybe the life lesson here is we're, we're just not supposed to expect anything of anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody sucks, and <laughs> there's no point in trying. All right. Good show, Craig. Let's wrap Later. it. All right. <laughs> See you next week when we discuss 1994's Robin Williams' hit. Palpatine's like it's like spin move like he jumps up from his chair with his lightsaber and then like him moving so quickly while looking the way he does doesn't make sense to me (laughs) like it's kind of like how like seeing that Yoda fight in the second one 
Um, like it's like, oh, he's so old and little, but he's like just dancing all around and fighting with a lightsaber. Um, like that looks cool, but seeing Senator Palpatine do it for me, it didn't have the same effect. It was more like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you go to Cracker Barrel. And it's just a bunch of old people. And you're like, how are they moving like this? <laughs> then you're like, why am I at a Cracker Barrel? <laughs> it's like walking into the YMCA locker room. Yes. And <laughs> they're all just hanging out. <laughs> you're like, yep. how do they move like that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel Senator Palpatine is conscious enough of his appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I think they should have knocked him down. <laughs> he's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> like when he's when he's been electrocuted? Is this Yeah, okay. yeah, when he when he got zapped. Mm-hmm. When he got zapped, he just kept on talking like like he was, you know, uh, still I'm fine. Like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're not, man. We need to get you to the ER. Unlimited <laughs> <Stop>. power. <laughs> I wrote that down. I said, um, with five M's, a lot of dots. Is the unlimited power line really necessary? I I remember laughing in the theater at that moment. The the nose they really tickled me. Like <laughs> back in middle school when I saw the movie, and he's yeah, he's like, <laughs> because he's got these like derpy hands, and he's just <laughs> that scene is just so overacted. And I just I was so mad that because it's, it's a Greek tragedy, man. We just talked about this. <laughs> Order 66 is so sad. Execute Order 66. You thought that scene was sad? Yeah. (laughs) I hated seeing all the Jedi just walking, doing their thing, and then the clones, I guess, right? Um, Just start hosing them down. It's a. That scene has like a, a, a special heavy weight added to it post Clone Wars show because. All the Jedi get really fleshed out in that show. So then you see them die and it's like, oh no, I liked him. You actually get story arcs with different characters and the clones too. So it it takes on like these whole darker tones when you're seeing these friendly clones that are pals with uh, the Jedi, you know, the bonding between them. Again, it just really fleshes that whole situation out. And uh, yeah, man doesn't make it any less uh, hilarious or do- doesn't, <laughs> doesn't make it <laughs> what am I trying to say it's no funnier <laughs> given their actual relationships <laughs> it's not it's not funny in the first place <laughs> no brevity is added to the situation by knowing who they are before they're murdered <laughs> right right <laughs> what were the other 65 orders <laughs> <laughs> most of them were just Fast food based. So mm-hmm. it, it's, <laughs> I'll have a number three <laughs> <laughs> with a side of the Senate. <laughs>
Do you want onions with that? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, so during Order 66, we see that sweet little kid, the hmm. Master Skywalker. There's too many of them. What are we going to do? <laughs> and then it's that little stumble that really hits that scene home because like the kid just kind of like oh what <laughs> again not not hilarious <laughs> you know and it's been a minute since i've really shown my dislike for c-3po by a minute i mean last week um but <laughs> meanwhile you know c-3po is telling padme the chancellor's office indicated master anakin returned to the jedi temple don't worry I'm sure he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, stupid, stupid C-3PO. <laughs> you beautiful fool. Oh, man, his, his lines are just so upsetting to me. <laughs> uh, what's more upsetting, seeing children get murdered or C-3PO saying anything? Which bothers you more? <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the... <laughs> And it's it's not good <laughs> uh, because you have the children getting murdered and C-3PO making light of it. Like, okay. Okay. You have the Jedi so. getting murdered in the last episode and C-3PO making light of it. It's it's the both and. It's not the, like, the either or. It's both and. <laughs> so the green green thing that Obi, Obi writes, the green salamander. It reminds me of the salamander in Donkey Kong 2. Did you ever play that on the Super Nintendo? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It makes the same sound, too. Oh, really? The... That, that's funny. Uh, I did jot down to tell you something when this movie came out that I worked on perfecting was an impression of that lizard thing <laughs> and making that sound. Because I was like, this is going to be a real useful skill. <laughs> and definitely worth putting on my resume. Yeah. And I did. I crushed it. It was probably the best lizard, monster, dragon thing you've ever seen. Uh, it's gone now. It's gone. That's, I'm out of practice. Did you, ever, uh, did you ever put it on any written document that says you no, can do but, it? No, oh. but I do put, occasionally put, depending on what the application is for, I do put um, excellent... R2-D2 scream impression. Um, you know, depending on what it's for, if it's for like an audition and stuff, they'll ask, you know, okay, got to know what's this. And then I'll do it. And then they're like, oh yeah, that's what that is. Cause <laughs> you know, when R2-D2 gets zapped and he does this. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Uh, I do put that on resumes, but the uh, lizard thing's gone. So, And then after that is the, now infamous meme situation of the uh, Obi-Wan dropping down and... Hello there. General Kenobi! <laughs> you are a bold one. Why is it a meme? I don't get it. It's how the Star Wars folks find each other. You meet someone, you say, Hello there. And if they answer, General Kenobi, then you know. Then you, you just it's, know it's like a it's like a speakeasy. It's yeah. <laughs> I liked that that chase scene and the 
the bike, the circular bike thing mm-hmm. that Grievous is riding is, I wrote, super sweet. Um, was that a Lego set? It was. It's a pretty sweet one because, it, you know, it also has, like, arms to run. Yeah. Uh, also. So, you know, it rolls and the legs pop out and you can have it stand and do crazy walking tricks. So then Grievous was a Lego minifig? Yeah, so he's not like a minifig. He's more in line with like the battle droids. Okay. Yeah, yeah he is. General Grievous, you know, while I'm still semi upset that he wasn't a droid, I. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm real sorry I burst that bubble so early on. I, had I have known, <laughs> I would have just held on to that information until the end of the episode and then. He is, uh, he has a super cool character design. Like he looks, oh, yeah. he does look cool. Oh, yeah. But. Yeah, I had a lot of thoughts surrounding him being a droid, so another day. (laughs) My next note that I wrote down was, I've seen this before, but it doesn't make it any less hilarious. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Only Sith deals in absolutes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I didn't know what movie that was from, but I'd seen, I think, a meme of this. And come on, <laughs> come on! Who wrote that? Who wrote that line? Only <laughs> how did that make it? <laughs> Only <laughs> so I could see it not being an absolute if Obi was quoting a Sith saying that. So Darth Sidious, no, no, only Siths deal in absolutes, and, <laughs> and Obi is quoting Darth Sidious saying that. <laughs> Oh, it's silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I no, mean, sweet, sweet line. I dig it. <laughs> Aw. Oh, only the Sith deal in absolutes. Aw, <laughs> so cute. Next, we see a battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. So what I wrote down is, I don't know about you, but whenever I see action scenes starring two people I know make it to the next film, I immediately don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the suspense is gone. It's like, well, I can go get something to drink right now because yeah. they're both going to make it. <laughs> that's why. That's why you didn't watch the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> you, you're like, eh, Bilbo's the only one that's going to make it out anyway. <laughs> There's plenty of reasons not to watch that trilogy. But <laughs> <laughs> I recently watched through them again, and we're not talking about the Hobbit here. But if they were just called like. Fun time with Tolkien lore, I think it would be a much better series. The fact that they threw Hobbit on it is a little upsetting. <laughs> so you just didn't you didn't care about the fight because you knew that they both survived? Yeah. Okay. Not Even though it's like bit. a super fighty fight. <laughs> it's, it's it's a good fight, but I started to get into this in our second episode, you know, just like in Empire, where I know that Han is going to come back, like he's not going to be frozen in mm. Carbonite indefinitely. This is just like a I would I would rather see two people that I don't know fighting, or or see Anakin fighting someone that I I don't know if is in the next movie or not, mm-hmm. you know, background character or something, and then like, oh, who's what what's going to happen to that person? So, I mean, this was this was very much an instance of it wasn't about the ending. It was about the journey. The real Jedi were the Sith we met along the way or whatever. <laughs> 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 and because, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, from episode one, we know the outcome. So, like, 
all three of these movies. We already know Palpy's going to make it. We already know Anakin's going to make it. We already know Obi-Wan's going to make it. But it does, at least at least with this one, there is the interest of, like, what is it that finally gets Vader in the suit? Mm. At least for me, that was, you know, that was always the interesting part. Like, why does he stop the person and become the machine? <laughs> this is another maybe nitpick of the movie. But why, with every chance they had... Did they revert to CGI for clone troopers? Like they have helmets. Use use people. Use people walking around. But so much of the time it was just computer clones walking around. This is a point made by most people when they're talking about the prequel trilogy is the abundance of CGI. And I mean George Lucas was pushing the boundaries of special effects. So uh, most of what we CGI wise, what we have now is is due to him hmm. really interesting emphasizing the use of CGI to create entire environments around the actors because the majority of these movies are shot on a green screen film set type thing. There's a really great moment in the making of the Mandalorian series uh, for, for the first season. And it's when George Lucas walks into the volume, which is the name of their studio thing. Um, I don't know if you know this, that they're, they're not shooting on like it's in a in a room that's basically a giant TV screen all around them. It's just a TV screen oh. and it's just LED projection stuff. So. George Lucas walks in and he sees it for the first time and he's like, this is what I was trying to do back in 2000 and whatever, when I was making the prequel trilogy, like this is what I had in mind. So like they finally sort of developed the, the technologies that he was pushing everything towards hmm. at the time, like this way actors are actually interacting with their environment because they can see their environment. It's not just green screen, but you cannot tell. Like with Mandalorian, it looks like they're shooting on set in a desert. Wow. Even when they're inside the ships and stuff, they're in the middle of a big projection. Really? That's, I, I, I want to watch some videos of this now because that sounds so interesting. You, you need to. It is, it's mind blowing. You know, that, that, uh, gives me the capacity to have a little bit more, uh, openness, I guess. To <laughs> yeah. This movie. You know, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> crack a few eggs and make an omelet. You know, and the right. Mandalorian was yeah. a pretty good omelet. Oh, I was going to bring up because you thought it was such a line in Empire. Anakin says the same thing to Padme in this movie. He says, Together you and I can rule the galaxy. Make things the way we want them to be. Like, he, he offers her, he gives her the same offer he gives Luke years later. Like, <laughs> I'm stronger than Palpatine. I can beat him and then we can rule the galaxy together. <laughs> We're stronger than the Emperor. We can beat him. Join me, and together we can rule the galaxy as father and son. <laughs> we can shape the galaxy however we want, I think is what he goes on to say in this one. Yeah. So maybe that answers your question as to what he was trying to offer Luke later on. Yeah. You know, my thought in this whole thing is cemented then. Uh, he just wants a family business, and no one's willing to hear him out. <laughs> This has been going on for 20 years. <laughs> he just wants a family business. Ugh. Just wanted a nice moisture farm back on Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, poor Annie. Any standout characters or moments in this one for you? 
I really didn't like Grievous, um, but that was largely because the whole time I thought he was a droid that didn't make sense. <laughs> so you're just a you, you just hate robots, is what it is. You're, you're... I hate robots with with human pieces. <laughs> you're you're the guy in episode four that's like we don't serve their kind here about the droids entering hey, the bar leave your droids outside <laughs> outside of this movie which given your your hatred for 3po would probably also be your response to him walking in your establishment <laughs> i mean maybe we're starting to pick up on something maybe i just don't like droids <laughs> We do live in San Francisco. They've got all those droids just walking around delivering food all the time. I haven't ordered from them. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) who knew it was a subconscious thing? (laughs) What do you rate this one? How many Jawas? Ooh, I feel like they missed an opportunity from uh, sourcing some parts for Vader arms from Jawas. I think full circle really would have been quite a storytelling uh, so negative win. one jawa out of <laughs> yeah so i guess i'll have to give it zero jawas <laughs> oh you hate to see it what's your rating system going back to my need of things being in the right place <laughs> everyone getting back together or at least getting to the spot that i believe they're supposed to be in this movie killed it on all fronts. <laughs> Hit it out of the park. <laughs> you know, I would put it up there probably with Return of the Jedi. So a solid five out of six stars. <laughs> Which, again, is just an extension of your five-star rating, demeriting it for what this time? <laughs> Uh, the CGI, mostly. Okay. The... Occasional the, flat acting. <laughs> the occasional flat acting, the ludicrous lines, such as unlimited <laughs> power, no, <laughs> only cis deal in absolutes. So, I mean, the, I think there's plenty of reasons to fault it, but I will... You know, put all of those aside because I really want to give it five stars, but I couldn't in faith give it five out of five stars. So, <laughs> <laughs> so five out of six is where I'm going to land. Okay. Okay. Did talking it out help you realize what a, what a hilarious, uh, <laughs> trot through, uh, tattooing this one really was? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, <laughs> there, there, there was some more funny in it than I remembered. And, you know, it, it's good to give credit where credit is due. <laughs> I don't know that there's a lot of funny in it, but well, <laughs> I think I think we're pretty silly. <laughs> I think we're a couple silly fellas. Um, so next week is a bye week. Yep, we got to take those rests in between trilogies. It helps us. Mm-hmm. It helps you. It gives you a break, uh, Mom, and it gives <laughs> gives you a break, Hans. Hans? Is that his, what did you say? Yeah, his name Hans. Hans, yeah, okay. And Hans, this one's for you. Just a week off, guys. We'll be back after that for four straight weeks of madness. Mm-hmm. The first Disney films. Yeah. Officially Star Warsing. I'm excited, man. I liked these movies. The sequel ones? Yeah, the Disney ones. Okay, you like those ones. Okay, yeah. more, than, more than these, you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty strong reaction already. All right. Sweet. So yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll jump in in uh, two weeks with The Force Awakens. And then, uh. The Fourth Awakens? Know, the Sharknado movie? No, we're not talking Sharknado. That's, that's the sequel series. <laughs> okay. That's, that's the next movies we're going to <laughs> That's the next, the next set of films that will, uh, intricately cut apart and. <laughs> no! No! <laughs> <laughs> If you or a loved one deals in absolutes, or you have your own thoughts on pride default ratios, please share us with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at I Have a Good Feeling About This because all the cool kids are doing it. New episodes on Tuesdays. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If we miss something or you have your own thoughts on our theories, rate and review our show from wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Great grapes. Great, great, great grapes.